and welcome in for all of you on the uh, the ever-growing Bill Michael Sports Talk Network. We're announcing a new affiliate coming up here in just a little bit. Looking forward to that. Glad to have you on board. And uh, the NFL is set to kick off. Really, really looking forward to it. Really looking forward to it. Uh, coming up this evening, you got the Rams hosting the Bills, which should be a good one. We're going to test that elbow of Matthew Stafford coming up tonight. Josh Allen, the favorite via Vegas to win the MVP and start his Super Bowl run. It all culminates this evening, and we can't wait. Mark Schofield, who, uh, Mark, you have changed positions. You have moved on to bigger and greener pastures. You are now a part of SB Nation, right? That's correct, Bill. It's great to be back with you. And, yeah, just broke a little news myself this morning, moving over to SB Nation full-time. As a, as a national NFL writer, it's, it's a you know, fun opportunity. I'm really grateful for the opportunity to go work over there with some great people and to be part of the team. And excited to be back with you, as always, because, like you said, look, we have football at its back. We have a game tonight that actually counts. And that makes our lives a little bit easier and more enjoyable. So let's first and foremost talk about this game in our own backyard that's coming up in Minneapolis on Sunday. The Green Bay Packers travel to Minnesota. Who do you feel has the edge in this one? I still feel like the Green Bay Packers have the edge, not just in this game, but in this division right now. I know there have been a lot of questions, Bill. We've talked about a lot of them this offseason through the draft and training camp and over the summer about questions about the Packers from a offensive production standpoint, the younger receivers and Rodgers getting on the same page with them. But I think if you look at these two offenses right now, even with questions about the Packers and what they can do from an offensive production standpoint, you look at the quarterbacks, and I know that there's some buzz about Kirk Cousins and some excitement about what he might do this year, but I'm still very hesitant to say that in a game like this between these two teams and over the course of the season that you're going to get more efficient, productive quarterback play from Minnesota's quarterback than you will from Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. I mean, this is a quarterback-driven league. This is a passing-driven league. You have to be able to throw the ball to be successful. And I think that edge certainly counts for something. I look at what Green Bay has done defensively over the past couple of months and how they've built out that roster defensively. And I think that gives them an opportunity to sort of slow down run games, slow down what teams want to do even in the air. And I think when all is said and done, not just this weekend, but over the course of the year, the Green Bay Packers are going to be the better team. I uh, I like the Vikings in this game only for the fact that uh, you got a new energy, you got a new coaching staff. We saw what happened when the Packers got a new coach, and Matt LaFleur came in. All of a sudden, they went from a team that looked dismal to a team that won 13 games the following year. It just seems to add a different life, a different energy, and you're going to have a fan base that you would assume is going to be relatively riled up for this one. It's a tough place to play anyway, So, and the Packers still trying to figure things out offensively. I, I do think that this kind of favors the Minnesota Vikings. But let's talk about the game tonight. I mean, uh, two stories I think are incredibly interesting. One, Josh Allen, everybody expects him to take the next step after they, in a heartbreaking fashion, lost to the uh, lost to the Kansas City Chiefs in the postseason last year. Then you've got the returning champions, but they've got a quarterback who's got a bum elbow. They are missing a few of the pieces off of that team from last year. Uh, even though they're still celebrating that Super Bowl win in their home stadium, give me your thoughts on this contest tonight. It's certainly a fascinating matchup, and I know there has been some idea that this could be you know, the game that we see not just to start the season, but to close it out. We can see these two teams again down the road out in Arizona for playing for the Super Bowl title. I think when it comes to Josh Allen, 
in my mind, Bill, he's already made that step, right? Like he's put himself in the upper echelon of NFL quarterbacks. He's now the model. I mean, when you look at organizations that are trying to figure out if they have the guy at the quarterback position, Josh Allen is what fan bases are pointing to. Josh Allen has sort of become even the model for quarterback development. In New York with the Giants, everybody's hoping that Brian Dable can do for Daniel Jones what he helped do for Josh Allen. And so I think he's already there. I think you look at that roster basically top to bottom. It's hard to find a weakness, right? Like maybe you could say the run game or maybe you could say interior offensive line, but they look to be so talented at every position. The secondary is great. The linebacker core is great. Obviously, add in Vaughn Miller, that frees up Gregory Rousseau on the opposite edge to get some one-on-ones. The receiving talent is great. There's a lot of excitement about Gabriel Davis. They just had a new deal with Dawson Knox, their tight end, who became last year a focal point of their offense. There were questions about whether they'd even use a tight end if he sort of emerged as a weapon for Josh Allen. So it's hard not to like the Bills, not just tonight, but over the course of the season. Well, I think the Rams will be okay. Yeah, I think they'll be okay. I think they'll be in the mix in the NFC West. I think they'll be in the mix in the NFC. As we've talked about, the NFC is a little bit different than the AFC. I think Stafford's going to be okay. We're hearing reported today that he had a procedure. He's had six months to sort of rehab and get that elbow ready. He feels 100%. He feels perhaps the best he's felt in a while. Of course, he could just be saying that. But like you said, Bill, they've lost some pieces. I don't think they're the same team they were a year ago. They're still going to be good. They're going to be in the mix this year in the NFC. But for tonight, I really like the Bills. More intriguing storylines. You obviously have Baker Mayfield facing off against the Browns. That's one of them. Uh, You can look at uh, two really young up-and-coming quarterbacks, one that's already won a Super Bowl in Patrick Mahomes. Kyler Murray got paid out in Arizona. That's another good matchup. The Buccaneers facing the Cowboys. Could that be the first nail in the coffin for Mike McCarthy? You got, uh, obviously, Russell Wilson returning back to Seattle on Monday night. Give me some of the more thoughtful. Or Devontae Adams making his debut against the Chargers for the Raiders this weekend. There's a lot of intriguing storylines, isn't there? There are certainly a lot of intriguing storylines. And, look, if you're... We know the NFL schedule makers do a great job anyway, but I don't think they could have imagined some of the storylines we'd have because, like you said, you have Baker going up against his old team. You even have Joe Flacco going up against the Ravens as Zach Wilson's going to have to miss the first couple of weeks with his knee injury. But I'm Mm -hmm. very intrigued by this Buccaneers-Cowboys game because, like you said, it could be the first nail in the coffin for Mike McCarthy. There are a lot of questions about what they did from a roster construction standpoint. They failed to address depth at receiver, depth at offensive line. Now you're looking at, you know, a rookie left guard from out of Tulsa, Tyler Smith, that you drafted to be your left tackle, but then you played him at left guard all training camp, and now he has to play left tackle because Tyron Smith is hurt. You've signed 40-year-old veteran Jason Peters, who won't be ready right away. But then when you look at the Buccaneers, they've got injuries at center, injuries at left guard, and we know – interior pressure, quick pressure in his face against Tom Brady is one of the things that has always frustrated them over the course of his career. You look at what Dan Quinn can dial up. You look at Adam, you know, Sam Williams, the rookie pass rusher from Oklahoma, what they can do with Micah Parsons. They signed Anthony Barr. He's certainly at the tail end of his career, but one of the things he still does well is rush the passer as a blitzer. It wouldn't surprise me to see some creative blitz packages attacking those two new starters at center and left guard for Tampa Bay. That could pose problems for Tom Brady and the Buccaneers' offense. So, I mean, it's a fascinating matchup. Does it play out that way? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe those two guys in the interior hold up, and Tampa Bay goes on and, like you said, starts driving that nail into Mike McCarthy's situation down in Dallas. But that is going to be something to watch. It's something I'm going to be keyed on on Sunday afternoon. 
We know history being what it is, the team that loses the Super Bowl doesn't return to the postseason next year. What would it take for Cincinnati not to be back? I mean, I think one, it would take the Baltimore Ravens to remain healthy and avoid the injury bug that they had last year because I think if the Ravens stay healthy, that's going to be a fascinating division to watch. And I also think it's going to come down to they rebuilt that offensive line. They had a lot of new faces, Leo Collins at right tackle, Kappa in the interior, because we all know they had to do something to protect Joe Burrow. Does that new-look offensive line hold up? I think it will. I think they get back to the playoffs. I think, you know, them or the Ravens, one of those two teams wins that division. It could very well be the Cincinnati Bengals. But that's the thing that I'm going to be watching. Does that offensive line, the new-look offensive line, does it hold up? Do they avoid the nine-sack games like we saw in the division around against the Titans. If they do, if that offensive line gels together, the Bengals are going to be another good team. I think they can avoid that sort of Super Bowl loser streak that we've seen over so many years. So Joe Burrow, we know he had the appendix. Uh, There's some talk about him possibly creeping into that MVP category. He underwent the appendectomy back in July. Doesn't seem to be any kind of an issue. They start off against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mitch Trubisky, being named to dub the starter and one of the captains on this team. Looking at that game, it almost looks like it, it, it. you just should chalk it up as a W for Cincinnati. But did they make that offensive line better? I think they made that offensive line better. I mean, you could always make the case, could it have been worse? I mean, you know, we saw what happened against the Titans, even though the Titans have a very good defensive front. You know, I, I, I think... One thing to keep in mind is even with the questions about the offensive line that they had last year, Joe Burrow is very effective, particularly when Zach Taylor realized, look, we can't protect him at times. We'll go spread. We'll go empty. We'll let him get the ball out quickly. When they go to that sort of empty formation, five wide look, it gives Burrow, who is so good pre-snap already as a young quarterback, gives him the opportunity to identify mismatches, get the ball out quickly, protect himself by getting the ball out of his hands before that rush can get home. So I think if we're wondering about that offensive line and if it does take a little bit while, a little bit of time, a week or two, or even longer to gel, that offensive philosophy, what we've seen from Zach Taylor and that willingness to let Joe Burrow protect himself in that way, that will give them some time to sort of figure things out. So I do think they improved the offensive line, but they might get some time thanks to some schematic tweaks as well. Talking to Mark Schofield of SB Nation, at Mark Schofield over there on uh, Twitter as well. Talk about the division. Uh, we know the Bears' offensive line's awful. Uh, their quarterback's going to be running for his life. The weaponry he has is somewhat skeptical. Uh, give me your thoughts on what the Bears do this season, if anything. You know, I, I think it's going to be the first year of sort of a rebuild and retool. Uh, process that they're going going through right now. I don't think that anybody expects Chicago to sort of make any noise, make a playoff run or anything like that. They're going through a process of retooling that roster, and I do hope and believe that it will be around Justin Fields because I remain high on his potential as a quarterback. You know, he's one of my favorite quarterbacks in that draft class. I think the potential is there, but it, there's going to be some bumps along the way. They've tried to add some pieces to the receiver room. They've cleared up some cap space. That was something that Ryan Paulus had to do when he took over as general manager. So they're going to have some roster flexibility in the next couple of seasons, but this is certainly going to be part of a process. This is the first year of what may be a two- or three-year turnaround in Chicago. And so I hope that it's done around Justin Fields. I hope we see the potential shine a little bit more and more week in and week out. I don't expect them to win more than a handful of games, 
But I do think that they have started the process of turning that roster around and getting it to where it needs to be going forward. Talking about uh, the roster turnaround, they're starting to feel a little bit better about things over in Detroit. They've been a, a cellar dweller for quite some time and kind of a doormat. Now they feel like things are starting to come. I, I don't necessarily believe completely in their wide receiving core, but it seems like they've put some good pieces in place. TJ Hawkinson, obviously good at tight end. They've bolstered their offensive line, but more so than anything, their secondary seems to be better. They got Aiden Hutchinson with the first pick uh, in the draft for them. And they seem like he's really starting to pay some dividends as far as he looks really, really good. And they're excited about his placement. So give me your thoughts on Detroit this year. You know, I think Detroit's going to be fast to watch because as we've seen over the past couple of months, there is this excitement building about the potential in Detroit. You know, we got word this week that it's standing room only at Ford Field for the season opener. First time they've had that in a long time for a non-Thanksgiving Day game. So that's impressive to see. There's obviously some excitement generated by hard knocks, but there's excitement about what we're going to see from this team on the field. I like some of what they've added. Certainly, if we get Jamison Williams at some point healthy on the field, that's going to be huge. Aiden Hutchinson is going to give them a presence up front. I like some of the pieces in the secondary as well, like you mentioned. Of course, a lot of it will come back to Jared Goff in the quarterback position. Does he, at times last year, he looked like, okay, this, this is the guy we saw get drafted first overall. Now, do we see more of that, or do we see more of the guy that sort of makes mistakes, collapses under pressure in the pocket? That's going to be something they'll have to balance. Ultimately, I think they might not make the playoffs. They probably fall short, but I think it's going to be that kind of year when we get into the holiday season and it's late in the regular season, and the Fox and all the networks are doing their like playoff picture graphics. They'll be at the bottom as one of those teams still in the hunt, you know, maybe just under 500, but still with some help could get in. And I think if you would tell a Detroit Lions fan today that you're going to see those things near the end of the regular season, they would take that because that's signs that they're moving in the right direction. And I think that's what they're doing. It comes down to golf, how well he plays this year, but I think they are indeed getting to where they need to be. Mark, great stuff as always. Glad football season's here and we'll uh, keep in touch. We'll talk again soon. Congratulations on the new gig at SB Nation as well. Okay. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Bill, and congratulations on the affiliate you're going to announce soon. Happy to hear yeah. that, my friend. Looking forward to it. Appreciate it, pal. We're growing together, Thank Mark. You. We're growing together, there buddy. We go. There we go. <laughs> All right. Talk to you later. There you go. Mark Schofield, SB Nation. You can find him at Mark Schofield over on Twitter. He's right. Coming up next, we will tell you where we are going to be on Monday when we uh, continue to expand the ever-growing Bill Michael Sports Talk Network. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up this portion of the program. Brought to you by our friends in New Mail Medical, treating guys with ED, erectile dysfunction, all over the state, well beyond the borders as well. One phone number. doesn't matter where you're at. One phone number. 414-455-4451. 414-455-4451. Now, if you have ED, they have a 98% success uh, rate at, uh, at treating it. Okay? We know that. Um, if you have low T, it could be that you're just moody, you're up and down, you can't figure out why, you lose your energy, there's no drive consistently there. You're kind of living on this roller coaster. If you're over the age of 30, you just stop in, get your numbers checked. They can help you out with that. How about, we'll say, uh, you're looking at yourself going, man, I ate my way through summer. Holy mackerel, looks like I'm smuggling inner tubes. Uh, I know the feeling only for the fact, had the bad back, couldn't work out, uh, did not eat healthy. I that's that's on me. But started putting on the weight when I just became sedentary because of my back, my back issue. So I called the guys at Newmount and said, "Hey, I want to get back on the plan. 
and we've started slowly uh, and I'm starting to work out again, starting to move a little bit more. I've got to be careful, but uh, it's starting to work. I'm starting to see the result. As a matter of fact, the T-shirt I threw on today was loose, looser. And I'm like, Psh, this thing works. All I've ever said is give them a call. It can be life-changing. 414-455-4451. Again, 414-455-4451. That's the new mail medical center. Coming up next, we'll tell you where we're going to be broadcasting Back on Monday. Love it. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show is next. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Can't do all of this without them. And uh, the huddle continues on next Wednesday night. No huddle next Wednesday night. But uh, then after that, it is every Wednesday all the way into Super Bowl. Cannot wait to get back doing the huddle. We had a great time at Mason's last night uh, down in Kenosha. Um, so here we go. The uh, we, we, We've been working on this for quite some time. And uh, finally, uh, some things were able to come to fruition uh, we welcomed in our friends from Tomahawk and WJJQ a couple of weeks ago. We obviously have a great and growing group of uh, group of stations all throughout the great state of Wisconsin. But we are back come Monday, ladies and gentlemen. We will be back in Green Bay and the surrounding areas on WDUZ The Fan. We are going to be back in Green Bay on WDUZ The Fan coming Monday. Look for the Bill Michael Show to return. Uh, same as always, I think they, uh, they run us on the FM for a little bit and then put us over on the AM. Uh, but, uh, the, the signal's fantastic. It's, it's great to be back in the Green Bay and Appleton area and in that Fox Valley area, but we are back. So, uh, we will be on WDUZ on Monday and I believe everything is set. Uh, I think, uh, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, everything's signed, sealed and delivered as they say, but we're going to be back on in Green Bay. So we uh, we are excited about it. We are excited about it. So there you go. Going to be back on. Good stuff. Good, good stuff. 877 um, 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. If you want to uh, hit us up, that's the way to do it. Um, uh, this is from Jacob who says, I think the Bears are going to absolutely suck this year. What do you think Trey Lance does to that defense in week one? I don't think Trey Lance does much. Be, what has he done? Even in the preseason, what has he done? I, I there, There's a lot of predictions that Jimmy Garoppolo is eventually going to take that over, uh, and Trey Lance is going to end up sitting even midway portion of the season. Uh, there's already veterans that were rumbling that, and Kittle I know has a knee injury, so I'm not even quite sure if he's going to play. I didn't look at uh, today's uh, injury report, but I know he's a little bit banged up. But uh, I'm, I'm just – there's a lot of questions right now about Trey Lance and what he can do. And don't forget, Debo Samuel 
Uh, he wasn't listed on the injury report yesterday, so that's good news for them. But he's also had a, a bit of a, a knee issue. And I know that because I got him on my fantasy league. Um, he returned to practice uh, a couple of days ago, Debo Samuel did. But you have to kind of wait and see how they're going to use him and what kind of stress they're going to put on that knee as he was ailing uh, through most of training camp with that knee. But uh, back to your original question, I just I don't see Trey Lance doing much. I see the 49ers getting a win, but I don't think it's a marginal win. I think it's a uh, escape Chicago with an opening win and move on. But, you know, who knows? Maybe uh, the Bears get a little pep in their step after a uh, they too have replaced their coaching staff. Maybe things are a little bit better, but I just I don't I don't see it happening. Don't see it happening. We're going to give you some picks coming up here in a little bit as well. Aren't we, Ben? What what time are we doing that? Eleven thirty, twelve thirty, twelve thirty, twelve thirty ish. As we uh, we do some picks, uh, picks via the spread coming up here in a little while. Uh, this is from Mark, who says uh, Baker Mayfield's an idiot. He won't beat the Browns, and he won't get his revenge this weekend. Uh, he has too many demons in his own head. Uh, I just think they have momentum. I, I, I don't, I'm not a big fan of what the Browns have going on right now via their quarterback position. As we all know, their defense is solid. No doubt about that. The defense is solid, but, uh, the offense, uh, I just, you know, Jacoby Brissett, I, maybe he can manage it. Obviously, with the addition of Mamari Cooper, and they still have Donovan Peoples-Jones, and they picked up David Bell in the draft. Their offensive line's pretty good. I'm hoping Nick Chubb runs for, you know, for a million yards this year. I've got him in fantasy. But uh, they, they've they got themselves a defense now, and they're going to be coming in. When you start talking about Miles Garrett and company and uh, Owusu and Walker, those guys, when they start bringing them, bringing the heat in many different facets on – and, and don't forget, I mean, Baker Mayfield down in Carolina, he doesn't have really any weaponry. He's got DJ Moore. Um, who else does he have down there? Uh, I think it's Robbie Anderson. They picked up from the Jets a while back. Uh, um, Marshall. They don't have anybody. Not much. They got Christian McCaffrey coming out of the backfield, but it's only a matter of time before he goes down with another injury. So uh, with Baker Mayfield, and who's the backup to to Baker Mayfield in Carolina? I don't even know. P.J. Walker. Oh, crap. (laughs) XFL (laughs) legend. P.J. Walker. Yeah, they don't don't have much. That, That is a mass rebuild going on right now. So I, as much as I want to say maybe the revenge factor, factor, gets into the head in a positive way of Baker Mayfield, it probably more so gets into the head of Baker Mayfield in a more negative way. And the concentration becomes beating everybody rather than just kind of running the offense and trying to get the most out of it and ball control. Because that's the only way they're going to win that game. That's the only way they're going to win that game. Um, this is from, this is who's this from? The Elroy, my boy. I thought I was reading that wrong. The Elroy, my boy. Uh, mark my words, Devontae Adams is going to have a huge day. Packers are going to regret letting him go. Well, they didn't let him go. I mean, yeah, they traded him away, but he wanted out. He didn't want to stay. It wasn't like he really wanted to be here and they said, no, get out. He wanted to leave. And he made the statement. 
You know, hey, I wasn't going to sign in Green Bay. I really wasn't sure how long my guy, Aaron Rodgers, was going to stick around. Uh, Then he said, you know, uh, I really like Jordan Love. And then the next word after that was, but, but he did, he just stopped short of saying Jordan Love ain't the guy. He wanted out because he's concentrating on a gold jacket. So he wanted to go back and hang with Derek Carr where they had a really good relationship and he wanted to feel like that's where he belonged and was going to excel and he was going to make himself uh, a lot of gauge along the way, get paid and be able to continue to produce. So, and you know, they got Mac Hollins over there, Hunter Renfro over there. They got a decent offense. Um, I'm not huge uh, on Josh Jacobs. I think he's a good running back. I don't think he's on that great echelon, but they're solid, but they got a decent defense. I really like Chandler Jones on that outside defensive end, a little bit of a pass rush. They got some good guys in the uh, in the secondary. Uh, Amik Robertson's kind of that nickelback guy. He's kind of proven himself. So I, I, I like what they have to offer. So we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Pella has a lot of great deals going on right now, as we all know. And Pella's been doing it right for a long, long time. Pella Windows and Doors, they, um, when, you, when you look at Pella and uh, you go to the Windows and Doors and such, and you say, you know what, uh, this is the way to go. Uh, I'm going to stick with the windows that are going to make my house more beautiful. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, windows that are going to make my house more economical along the way as well. Pella windows and doors, that's the way to go. That's the way to go. They have the roll screen. They have different hardware, different casements, colors, outside, inside, you name it. They can do all of that. Uh, In addition to that, they can also... Uh, do financing, which uh, obviously is fantastic, especially when you can lock it in uh, at this period of time. Because Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin, when you lock that uh, that payment in uh, and the financing in, good stuff there. They have the different entry door systems. I'm actually going to have um, I'm actually going to have new window or a new uh, door put in my home for Pella Windows and Doors here in the next uh probably next three weeks which is going to be nice good stuff there and i love them i you know again the economical factor and if you can spread out the financing for a long period of time and get your whole house redone that's if you're going to buy one window eh, pay for it you know good to go but if you're going to do a whole house now's the time to do it man especially when you can lock in an interest rate with the interest rates kind of going up and down right now, lock it in with Pella. Go to PellaWI.com. That is Pella, P-E-L-L-A, PellaWI.com. That is PellaWI.com. See for yourself what Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin have to offer. Call them 855-PELLA-WI. That's 855-PELLA, P-E-L-L-A, 855-PELLA-WI. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.